Wake up and text. Text and eat. Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Americanism, not globalism, will be our credo as long as we are led by politicians who will not put America first, then we can be assured that other nations will not treat America with respect, the respect that we deserve. You're listening to the voice of the future. Fighting for America every day. This is the conservative crusader. And here's your host, GOP Josh. Hello and welcome to the Conservative Crusader. My name is GOP Josh. Thank you for being here on the Red Future Radio Network and tuning in for us today. And this time last week, I believe this episode was going to be the happiest I've ever been. We were going to launch with congratulations. We were going to have a 55-seat Senate majority, a 275-seat House majority. And frankly, that just didn't happen, folks. It didn't happen. The red wave was crushed. Something happened. We'll talk about what happened today. But first, I want to start by saying Happy Veterans Day to those who serve our country. We thank you for your service here at Red Future Radio. And myself personally, we thank you for serving this country, protecting our country from all enemies, foreign and domestic. Wherever you might be sent across the world, you, you, you stay there and you fight. So we thank you for fighting for our country. May God bless you and keep you safe wherever they might send you next. And I also want to issue a correction. Uh, from my appearance yesterday on the Samuel McGuire program, and I hope Sam mentioned something uh, this similar on his program tomorrow. But I, I want to mention that I was wrong. I said during that interview that Bob Paduchik said that candidate quality matters on a Columbus-based radio program yesterday. That didn't happen. Just it, it didn't happen. I, I misheard it. I misinterpreted what he said and kind of blended it in my head with something that someone from Another radio station at a different time said, so that's just what happened there. So I was incorrect about Bob Paduchik. The entire interview is available in a podcast for the Mark Blazer Show on iHeart. So that wasn't my, uh, that was my fault. I apologize for that. And I'm not a cowardly cable news channel. So I didn't, um, I didn't hide my mistake. I would like to apologize for that. All right. Why did our red tsunami as it was rumored, turn into a red puddle. 
the lack of leadership. Please tell me, and if you can answer this question, I, I appreciate if you use our voicemail number, 57-GOP-JOSH-7, 574-675-6747. If you call into the program with our uh, voicemail number, we will pick up with you on the 22nd of November. But please tell me one Republican leader that supported every Republican candidate, funded every possible winning Republican candidate in Republican districts, and didn't waste money on their best friends or waste money on candidates they thought would back their agenda. You can't. I'm going to start going down a list, and I have a a list in my head here. Ronald Romney, first one to go. And I'll link in the show notes below a petition uh, created on change.org. I did not create this petition, but it is a petition that was started saying to fire Ronald McDaniel and to instate Lee Zeldin, who ran as the New York governor. Uh, he lost his race, as I'm sure many of you know. Um, replace her with him as the chairman of the party, the Republican Party. Uh, I'm I'm going to write, uh, talk about this a little bit as well. I'm going to link it down below, and I'm going to talk about it because you can believe that the 2020 presidential election was not stolen, or you can believe it was stolen. I'm I'm on the latter half of that, and I believe it was stolen. But either way you put it, either either side of the aisle you're on, either way, Donald or Joe Biden is the president right now. And that means Ron McDaniel oversaw a loss in an election as the chairman, an important election as the chairman. Get out. If you oversee one loss, you need to leave. You're not your leadership is not competent. All of us on the grassroots side realize this. Last year and was calling for her resignation last year. She stayed. She didn't hop in. She, she didn't leave. She stayed in. And now she oversaw another loss. She's in charge of the R, R, uh, NRCC, of the Senate Leadership Pack and that funding. She's in charge of where all the money goes and all the grassroots organization. That's her, that's her job as the chairman is to organize the party. She is not doing her job competently and knowledgeably. She's not doing what she needs to do. She needs to go. I would wholeheartedly support her being replaced by Lee Zeldin. I really would. Next up is Tom Emmer, the congressman who is in charge of the NRCC officially. He is the the chair of the NRCC. He should have been gone 24 hours ago, 48 hours ago. His leadership and incompetence cost us this election, and I wholeheartedly believe that. It is his fault that Jerry Majewski lost, that Shabbat lost, and, and Steve Shabbat, that Madison Gil- uh, Gilbert lost, that many of these candidates lost, that Lauren Boebert just narrowly won. It is their fault. Rick Scott and, and Mitch McConnell both are at fault as well, if you, if you want to get into that. But we can go down the list all day uh, of names to get out But if you are over 18 years old and you're listening to this program, run for either your county or your state central committee for the Republican Party now. That body is much more important than you think or imagine. I want to uh, just kind of hit on this really quick. The chairman of the Ohio Republican Party has resigned. Let me me play the applause here because this is definitely an applausible thing. Wrong button. (laughs) 
I mean, truly. Bob Paducic is a stain on the Republican Party. I'm glad he's gone. I will congratulate him. He oversaw the the reign of the worst Republican governor in in Ohio history, uh, who also won by the largest margin. And we'll talk about that a little later. But his leadership is incompetent. We need a conservative in that position. I am personally going to work on drafting J.R. Majewski to be the chairman of the Ohio Republican Party. I believe it'd be a great position for him, and I believe he could he could uh, exercise that position fairly, accurately, and actually know how these grassroots candidates need help. So we can go into that a little bit if if we want later. But leadership is to blame. Donald Trump holds very little to the blame. Only thing I would blame Donald Trump for at this point, and this isn't me being a Trump loyalist, loyalist this is me being a Trump uh, understander. Someone who understands Donald Trump. Um, he, he, he should have funded more. He should have put more money into the race. Into the races he endorsed. Uh, Doug Mastriano. I like Doug. I really do. I hope he runs for some other position somewhere that he's a little safer than this very contentious uh, race. But he's not great for the governorship. He really isn't. Um, and Trump endorsing him did not cause him to win. But Trump endorsed him. And Trump should have funded him and gave him money instead of just giving Dr. Oz money. I believe he drugged Dr. Oz down. And I'm sorry if I'm spacing this out a little bit. I'm trying to read and gather information while we're doing the program today because there's just so much going on. Trying to read about races, trying to read about everything uh, just going on in the country right now. It's insane. But we have Doug Mastriano, who is a great candidate, just not the best time, not the best state, who who lost by about 14 points. Uh, he drug Dr. Oz down tremendously. Dr. Oz lost. John Fetterwoman, or Fatterwoman is in the Senate at this point. Mr. I support fracking, and I don't, and I don't, and I support fracking, and I support fracking, and I stand by that, and I support fracking, and I support fracking. That guy's in the, in the Senate now. Uh, well, uh, just a second, Mr. Oz. I do want to clarify something. You're saying tonight that you support fracking, that you've always supported fracking. But there is that 2018 interview that you said, quote, I don't support fracking at all. So how do you square the two? Oh, uh, I, I, I do support fracking. And I don't, I don't. I support fracking, and I stand, and I do support fracking. And the reason— okay. thank you, Mr. Fetterman. On to the he won that election. It's not just a statement you read. The reason he won that election is because 52% of Fetterman voters voted early. So those Republicans and those conservatives pushing Frank LaRose for the Senate in 2024, those conservative, those Republicans pushing for early voting and mail-in voting and voting in machines as long as there's reason, John Fetterwoman, Fatterwoman, made it to the U.S. Senate because of early voting and not debating before early voting. We're going to go ahead and go to break, pick you up on the other side of this break. We're going to continue talking about leadership, continue talking about the lost races for Republicans, why the red puddle happened, what races we still have a chance to pick up, um, some races that are called while I'm, uh, I'm broadcasting on, on these airwaves. We're going to talk a little bit about Donald Trump, a little bit about Elon Musk overtaking Twitter. The verified badge is finally out for members of Twitter Blue. All that on the other side, Conservative Crusader, Red Future Radio Network. Stay right here. Don't touch that radio dial. You're listening to the Conservative Crusader.
This is the Conservative Crusader. Welcome back. This is the Conservative Crusader two days after the 2022 midterm elections. Thank you for being here. Today is when we, we truly begin the discussion of how are we going to take back our party? How are we going to take back the Republican Party, the Republican establishment, from those that drug Republicans down? Drug patriotic grassroots Trump candidates down. I want to read something here published by Jeremy Majewski. I'm going to have to find a second to find it. But I want to play something here from Jeremy Majewski. Um, he, he had an incredible, I'm not going to play it, I'm going to read it, but he did an incredible job. He's got a lot to do still. I believe he's still going to, um, to do great work. The bottom line is this. Real Donald Trump, it's a, it's a truth social at, didn't drag his endorsed candidates. He helped us. GOP leadership worked against any MAGA candidates that they could, they couldn't control, while putting up a mirage they were assisting. We need a new Republican Party. And I'm not advocating for abolishing it completely and starting completely over with a new party like the Patriot Party or the MAGA Party or whatever people are floating. But this can't stand. I thought when, when Mike DeWine endorsed or was endorsed in the primary by the Ohio Republican Party, more people in Ohio would say, this is wrong. We need to a- avenge this and retake our party. I seriously thought that would happen. That seriously never happened. Uh, not a, a large exodus of the party and, and donors. I, I really didn't see where, where that stood, right? Um, I thought more people would wake up. They didn't. I believe tonight's the night. And today's the day. Now, my problem here is that the mainstream narrative and the people on Twitter and social media overall have gathered and made their own consensus in their mind that it's all Donald Trump's fault. Everything that happened in last night, and uh, sorry, Tuesday night, was Donald J. Trump's fault. It wasn't. The only thing Trump didn't do is spend enough money. He did everything else he could. Donald J. Trump had the 2020 election stolen from him, and a lot of you are mad that he had the 2020 election stolen from him, but you're mad that he, he talks about it. If you had the most important election of American history stolen from you, and you expect yourself not to go on there when you're in a crowd of, of 15, 20,000 people, as we were in, in Vandalia, Ohio, at the incredible event, I want to talk about that as well, then you are not going to, to, to stand in politics. You can't expect an election to be stolen from you. It's just, I, I just, I, I can't stand it. I really can't. I want to talk about that rally as well. It was a fantastic event before we completely blow a, blow a gasket. I met many great patriots there, many great uh, candidates and people, just normal average people, at that rally. It was a rally for the ages. It was a fantastic, massive event. Uh, Trump announced the, uh, the November 15th candidacy there. I saw Jeremy Juski there. He got me the fantastic VIP tickets. Thank you. Warren Davidson, Mike Lindell, Jim Jordan, Mike Carey, um, State Senator uh, Representative now Bob Peterson here in Ohio, J.D. Vance, um, Marjorie Taylor Greene. I, I got her my business card. She might be reaching out soon, hopefully. Um, Max Miller said he was going to reach out soon. He's the congressman-elect from Ohio's 7th District. Um, just a lot of great America First patriots at that event. And you can't tell me, looking at that crowd, that Donald Trump lost. You, you really can't. Um, we need leadership. 
You can't tell me that's Donald Trump's fault. Yes, Trump endorsed candidates. Yes, some of them didn't do very great. But when you have a party loyal to the establishment and loyal to the candidates they support in the primary only, we have to take it back. And I know I'm repeating myself now, but it's important to repeat. It's important to say. It's important to tell you all because other other media won't. I mean, I was listening to a radio program. I want to get to that in just a minute. That said, we need to put up Mike DeWine for president because he is a Republican that won by 30 points. Is that the only criteria is winning elections? Why don't we put up Doug Ducey? Or, or Charlie Baker? Or Larry Hogan? Or any of these, these other rhinos? I mean, truly. I don't know what the answer is. Besides taking back the party. I still am on board lightly with Trump 2024. Or Trump light, so to speak. I'm very against Ron DeSantis 2024. I'm very against Mike DeWine 2024. Let's get to that clip, why don't we? This is from the Billy Cunningham show on 700 WLW uh, today. What is the level of your interest in answering the call? Sometimes you choose public service and sometimes it chooses you. And right now, when you get like 65% of the vote, it's incredible. Ohioans have said, we like this guy. Uh, and you had a national focus for 12 years in the U.S. Senate. Uh, have, are you, do you have any interest and pursuing uh, the, the presidency of the United States. Well, Bill, you always get involved in politics. You, you know, the, the right reason to get involved in politics is because you want to change things. You want to make things better. Uh, and I've, you know, for the last four years, I think we've been able to do that in Ohio. I'm looking forward to the next four years. The people have given me the, uh, as I said, the, on the, the night of the election, I said they gave them, gave me the most precious thing there is, and that is time to make things happen and time to get things done. So I'm, I'm always looking for opportunities to, you know, get things done. But, uh, you know, my focus is, is obviously on, on Ohio. I just got reelected and we're focused on Ohio. I didn't hear a no there, but uh, the thing is, in a couple years, let's say DeSantis is the, or Trump is the nominee of the party, and you get the call that Mike Pence got to, to join the ticket, in August, before the election, would you take the call? Well, I think that's speculation. We probably shouldn't get into there. Let's just uh, focus on what, we, what we're what we doing here. we got plenty to do here in Ohio, and uh, I'm very excited about having the chance to do it. And that was the end of the clip that I gathered for some reason. But he goes on to say he has no plan yet, really. Um, No? Now, I'm not saying we need Trump 2024 guaranteed. I'm not saying we need DeSantis 2024. I actually have another idea. And this is something the Ohio Populist or, uh, Foundation is working on at Ohio Populists on Twitter. I'm going to read this thread that some brilliant author wrote. <clears throat> I don't know who that would be. Something was proven on November 8, 2022. Without a Rust Belt motivating candidate on the ballot, Republicans in the most crucial voting base, the Rust Belt, will stay home. We need a candidate that can motivate the base. We need a candidate that knows the Rust Belt struggles. We need a candidate that can win against the strongest opponents. We need J.D. Vance in 2024. Now, I'm not saying it's a, it's a lock, right? But I'm saying it's essential. We, we need, and I, I know people are going to say, you switch up really quickly, Josh. You were, you were not on, the, on his uh, fan page in the primary, and I wasn't, and I have the right not to be. Because he, he wasn't my guy in the primary, and I, I was fishy of him. 
because of his connections to Mitch McConnell, because of his connections to this and that. But his pure campaigning alone, his, his advertising, his willingness to just shove his feet to the flame and defend himself has been enough for me uh, on top of his policies. He won by, he's the only candidate nationwide that was up against a strong candidate for governor or for Senate or for House or for anything that outperformed expectations. It was expected to be a 3-4% uh, race. I had higher expectations for J.D., but it was expected to be a 3 or 4-point race, and he outperformed that by about 4 points. So I, I'm not saying that, that we need him in 2024, but it's a good start. So as we close out on this segment, I'm, I, I want to get to something a little different about the races outstanding. This didn't have to be a red puddle. This could have been a red tsunami massively. But I think there's an element of a lot of things. And I go into this deeper on the Samuel McGuire show last night if you want to listen to that program on Red Feature Radio, the podcast of it. But let me just uh, close this segment in this. Trump has little blame. His blame is not spending money. The real blame, the blame that affects these races and will actually impact these people and these candidates nationwide is the fact that the party leadership abandoned candidates because they received the Donald Trump endorsement. Candidates like J.R. Majewski, who they didn't like in the primary because he put his feet to the fire and he didn't support uh, Mike McCarthy. Not Mike McCarthy. Where did that come from? Oh, that's a, that's a news anchor. Uh, Kevin McCarthy, I'm sorry. He didn't support Kevin McCarthy. Uh, he, he didn't support these things. And, and same with Madison Gilbert. She was kind of in the middle. She just didn't receive any funding. That is the blame of the NRCC, of the RNC, and the ORP. I mentioned this on the Samuel McGuire show, but um, I'm in a district of Ohio, a, a state district, where the candidate was unopposed for the state representative office. I'm not kidding you. Two mailers were sent to my house at different times, different mailers, different designs, for the unopposed candidate for state representative. Completely unopposed. There was no option to vote against him. There wasn't a none of these candidates option like there is in, in Nevada. He was the only name on the ballot. And the Ohio Republican Party used funds to boost his name. Now, I like Brian Stewart. Don't get me wrong. He's a nice guy. I've had him on the program. But that was unnecessary funding. It truly was. And that leadership by the Ohio Republican Party, you can say they did well in statewide races. They won by 13 in every other statewide race. You can say that. And that's true. But the misuse of funds, which we've, we've seen this problem before with the, the $3 million missing. We know they've misused funds many, many, many times. But the complete disregard for true can, uh, America First candidates because they don't fit the establishment narrative shows we need new party leadership, a new generation of party leadership. Um, Bob Paducci stepping down was the best decision for the party. Uh, I thank him for his work. I'm going I'm to say that. Uh, I don't agree with everything he did. I thank him for doing it, and I thank him for trying to work and make the party better, even though I don't believe he did. Um, I thank him for that, even if I don't really like him. He, he stepped down. I still have a problem at this point um, with our party and with our leadership. We need a new Republican Party. Build it back from the ground up. Wipe him out. Take out Ronna Romney. 
take out your chair in the in your state. Take out your local uh, central committee member. Run for office. Run for state central committee. And if we have any members of the Ohio Central Committee listening to the program, please, please, please get a hold of Jeremy Juski. I could see him thrive in that role. He's a friend of mine. I believe he would do great in that role. And I, I hope he can do it. And I hope you consider him in that role. Late to a break here on the Red Feature Radio Network. GOP Josh, back after this. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. And thank you for not wavering in your commitment to fight for this country every day. You're listening to The Conservative Crusader. Hey everyone, it's GOP Josh. We can only keep The Conservative Crusader podcast or, or program that you're listening to right now on the air with your support. We have recently launched a Patreon program where you can support us here at Red Feature Radio for as little as $3 a month. You can find that at patreon.com slash Josh. You can also support the program at anchor.fm slash the conservative crusader for as much or as little as you'd like to give. This program will remain free and financial support is not required or expected, but anything to keep us on the air helps. Thank you, folks. And now, back to the conservative crusader. This is the Conservative Crusader. Welcome back. This is the Conservative Crusader. The control of the Senate and the House is still on the line. As we are two days away from the election, ballot counting has stopped in Arizona. Will not continue or be finished. I'm sorry until Monday morning. Um, we are we are beginning to assume Republicans are going to have the majority in the House. Currently, it is two twenty one to two fourteen. A couple races are outstanding. I want to talk about those here. Um, this is according to NBC News at t- uh, 6.49 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Maine's 2nd District is going to go for Jared Golden. That's one more for the Dems. Make that 2.15. Uh, he is winning by about 6 points now. Uh, 13% left. He's not going to win. Or uh, Sorry, the Republican isn't going to win. Jared Golden will take that seat, making it 2.15 to 2.21. Uh, in New York's House 22, Republicans look like they're favored to win that seat. About 4,000 votes between them, 94% reporting. Uh, put that 222 for GOP. We actually have a majority at this point. Based on this standing, yes, we have the majority. Republicans take back a majority for once. We, I keep pressing on what we actually have some power for the Republican Party. We have a, a, a buildup for the wall. We have, we have the wall, so to speak. So we have that race there. Um, in, is this Maryland 6th? Neil uh, Parat is currently just about three points ahead of the incumbent uh, Representative Trone. Man, I, 86% in. I'd like to say he's going to win that race, but it's pretty unknown at this point. I can't, I don't feel safe cont- uh, broadcasting it. Colorado's 8th district is going to look like it's going blue. 48.3 to the Republicans at 47.8, 90% in. But we saw a comeback of the ages by Lauren Boebert, now pulling away from her her opponent, um, Adam Frisch, with only uh, 2% to go. I believe Lauren Boebert will win that race. But it's an R9 district, so we have many problems in Colorado. Republicans need to get it together for 2024 if we want to keep those races, keep those seats. New Mexico's 2nd district, uh, Representative Harrell is trying to challenge off a, a, or beat off a challenger 
Uh, he doesn't look like he's going to be able to do that. I believe that would be another seat for the Democrats, another flip for the D's. Uh, Arizona's Health District 6, 77% in. We're not going to know these uh, results until Monday morning at the latest, or at the earliest. And I don't believe uh, Mr. Crane is going to... Actually, no, they declared that. Wrong race, sorry. Um, 77% in. Cis uh, Economy is winning right now. He is the Republican. Engel is right behind him. He's a Democrat. We could see that race possibly flipping to the Democrats, but we will see uh, closer to Monday morning. You have House District 1 in Arizona. Very tight race, about like the Boebert race was two nights ago with a Republican incumbent, or sorry, yeah, Republican incumbent possibly on the chopping block. Um, some races in Washington, I believe this race, uh, 8 is going to go to the Democrats. Washington House District 3 is shaping up to be just like the primary. For for Joe Kent, he is down by about five points, seventy percent, and I believe he still has a chance to take the seat back. It is a pretty Republican leading seat. I believe he has a chance here. I hope he wins the seat. He is America first. Um, Kevin Kiley is looking good for his House race. Only forty four percent in California. House nine, California is really behind in reporting, but um, that is just kind of par for the course for California. So we're not there's too many upstanding to go for that. Um. Mary Patola is leading a lot first choice in Alaska. I believe she will probably keep that seat. I mean, voters are really happy with her right now. I mean, they're kind of splitting the vote here. But I don't see enough. Uh, this is the this is a replay of just a couple months ago. Months ago. I don't see enough uh, of biggish as bo- voters going to Sarah Palin to stop but uh, Palatola from taking that seat. Again, she is the incumbent currently. After Don Young passed away, unfortunately. All right. Now to the Senate. Uh, um, three races are up still. We have Nevada. We have Arizona. And we have Georgia. Um, Georgia is going to a runoff. Herschel Walker is losing going into that runoff to Raphael Warnock. We will see where that goes in uh, December. And we'll cover that here on the Conservative Crusader for you. But Nevada, too close to call. 84% and Adam Laxalt is leading. A lot of the votes are coming out of that blue county, Clark County. It's a very risky county to have all the votes coming out of. That is the county holding Las Vegas. Adam Laxalt is performing superb within um, Las Vegas in that area. He is performing great. Every blue county is very close. Every red county is a walk away for uh, Adam Laxalt. So I hope he wins that race. He's a great candidate. I've said many times on the program, he is the most prepared to serve. He is the most prepared to get in that position and win that race and actually serve as a senator. I hope he wins that race. Blake Masters has me scared. Last I heard, CNN needs him to get a projection, needs him to have 56% to have a chance at flipping this seat. It is very close right now. And it's coming down to the wire between Blake Masters and Mark Kelly. I am going to say this. Mark Victor was on the ballot. Libertarian dropped out. He has 2%. Per, uh, 2%. If that 2% went to Blake Masters, pardon me, he would have 48.5% um, right now being much closer to Mark Kelly's margin, and I'd feel much better about this race. So that's a, that's a, that's a message to all the third parties out there that are going to drop out a week before the election. Do it when you have enough time to get off the ballot. Get your name off the ballot. Get your votes to not count. 
so we can have Republican and Democrat battles to take back this country because the Libertarian wasn't going to win ever in that race. So we have Arizona, we have Nevada, we have Georgia in a month. We have Arizona Monday, hopefully Nevada by Friday, I'm hoping by tomorrow. This is, determines the state of this country. If we have 51 votes here, it doesn't matter if we have the House. I believe the Democrats will try to abolish the filibuster just to get the, the foreground for what they want done, done. Just so they can say they passed it in the Senate. So, so these special election Democrats, and not that there is actually any this year that I know of, but these Democrats, when they go back in 2024, they're up for re-election against a strong, strong opponent with a strong Republican, J.D. Vance, on the ballot for president. We have these people going here saying, well, we passed this in the Senate. The House is the one that didn't act, but we did this in the Senate. It's dangerous territory, folks. If you're in Georgia, we have a large Georgian audience. Get out and vote for Herschel Walker on uh, December 6th. Get out and knock doors for Herschel Walker. Make phone calls for Herschel Walker. Talk to Herschel Walker. Talk about Herschel Walker. Pretend he is the senator you are defending because he will be if you defend him. <laughs> I mean, I mean, really, he needs your support. I hope he wins. Uh, let's talk about some upsets. Colorado, not really an upset. He lost by 12 points. Um, I'm going to say this once, and I'm not going to say it again. Joe O.D. was the worst candidate we could have ran. The first-time candidate had no counsel or whatsoever and was stupid with his words. He'd never talked politics. He, he was stupid with what he said. Running off the most popular Republican uh, president in the past eh, few years, at least, is the worst thing you could do. Joe O.D., that was entirely your fault that you lost that race. I'm incredibly disappointed in you. And I'm glad you lost, and you better never run again. Now, this program will never name Joe O.D. again unless he runs for another uh, irrelevant race again, okay? I promise you that. Florida, Marco Rubio won by a, a large margin. Georgia's going to a runoff. Nevada's too close to call. New Hampshire, Don Bulldog did everything right. Did everything right. But the abandonment by the Mitch McConnell, by the abandonment by the NRC, Goes into what I was saying earlier about these races that we could have won. We could have won this race. We were down by about nine. And have we not? Have we given them more support in August, in September, in October? We could have won this race. Ted Budd won by three. J.D. Vance won by eight or seven. John Fetterman won by four. And we had one more race here from uh, NBC News as a close race. Wisconsin, Ron Johnson. Ron John won by about one. Massive, massive um, close races. I am not happy with the Republican Party. This may be the, the title of the program, maybe GOP Josh, and, and that is true. But I am not proud of this party. I'm not proud of the, the, the establishment that we've had for so long. We can't take it anymore. We can't have any more losses this massive by the Republican Party and ran by the Republican Party. Republican leadership is going to be crucial going into 2024 on every aspect, on every element. So Donald Trump, if you're listening, get Rana out of there. Jeremy Majewski, if you're listening, I hope you do. Run for chair of the Ohio Republican Party, please. 
at least consider it. Form an exploration committee. And J.D. Vance, if you're listening, go to at Ohio Populist on Twitter. We'll be right back after this talking about the Elon Musk state of Twitter. And we're going to leave the program a little bit early because I'm just, frankly, frustrated. You're listening to The Conservative Crusader. Hi, I'm Joseph Bausch, CEO of Hydra Communications and The American Perspective. The American Perspective is a new, trustworthy news and opinion organization with the information that you crave. You should visit americasperspective.us to read the news, our analysis, and watch our great lineup of talk shows. Again, that's americasperspective.us, and I'll see you there. This is The Conservative Crusader. So if you haven't seen the influx of blue check marks on Twitter, including yours truly, um, Elon Musk has bought Twitter and decided to make it a um, a massive checkmark. Where if you buy Twitter Blue, if you pay $8 a month now, it's $8 a month now, which is insane. Uh, you will be blued on Twitter. You'll become a blue, a blue checkmark. So that's very fun. <laughs> Frankly speaking, I'm a blue checkmark now and I like it. Elon Musk is ending remote work. And I don't know how much of this I can read because I think it's by, oh, it's not behind a paywall. Thank you, Wall Street Journal, for being a kind human being for once. Uh, Elon Musk ends Twitter remote work as senior department prompts FTC concern. Um, Elon Musk ordered the end of the remote work for most Twitter Inc. employees as the Department of uh, departure of senior security and privacy executives from the company drew concern from regular, uh, federal regulators. There's no way to sugarcoat the message. Mr. Musk wrote in an overnight email, his first of the whole company, according to a copy of the message viewed by the Wall Street Journal. The economic picture ahead is dire, especially for a company like ours that is so dependent on advertising in a challenging economic climate. The road ahead is uh, articulous and will require intense work to succeed. Separately, Twitter's chief information security officer, Leah Kistner, who is responsible for data security, said they left the company. Chief privacy officer Damian Kieran also left the company. People familiar with the matter said Mr. Kieran changed his Twitter about an ex-chief privacy officer at Twitter. So there's just a lot of infighting in Twitter right now with that concern. And I, I don't want to just put us off and not do the really rest of the program. But I am extremely... I'm going to pull out early. I'm glad that he owns Twitter now. Elon Musk owns Twitter. That's great. I'm glad that he allowed people to be verified. It's awesome. I like being verified, and I'm glad he's making changes for the censorship aspect of it. Uh, verification will, will become part of the process to have uh, up boosts in your feed, where if you pay for Twitter Blue and you're verified, you will be increased more in the feed, in the replies, this and that, as proof that you're a real human. So we are, um, I- I'm glad with that. I'm glad that he's ending that. But I'm gonna I'm gonna take the lazy way out tonight, folks. It's been a long week this week. Um, had a great time at the Trump rally. It's been long uh, watching the results. weren't happy about them. I if you want more about uh, GOP Josh uh, from GOP Josh, listen to the the uh, Samuel McGuire show. That's a good chance uh, for you folks to hear more of me if you'd like to if you're interested. In that thing, listening to me <laughs> for some reason. Uh, but, but we're going to take the lazy way out tonight and just end the program early. If you're in Georgia, get out and vote. I will be back with you all 
on the 22nd of November after a long week off taking some time. I just need to relax, detox away from politics for a little bit and just overcome our election losses. The chairmanship for the Ohio Republican Party will be the most important race in the next coming weeks. I believe that ought to be January. We'll have plenty of time to cover that. But uh, Georgia, get out and vote on December 6th for that runoff. We need Herschel Walker in the Senate. We need uh, that power back. If he loses, there's no chance we take back the majority. Just want to say that here. Um, Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. We will be with you back on the 22nd on the Conservative Crusader on this Red Future Radio Network that I am so proud of. We are so proud of the work we've done here um, at the network. Until next time, friends. GOP Josh, Red Feature Radio. See you back on November 22nd and stay tuned. You're listening to the Conservative Crusader. 